Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Today, we're interviewing one of our clients, and I think this is only like the second time we've done this, maybe the third time in total, Uh, but Dave should have been the first one. David Pulsini is our guest today. Now, he is an advisor. He runs a podcast called uh, Dear Rochester, Retire Well, but he lives in Florida. We're going to talk about that. But what we're going to talk about today is integrated marketing. I don't want anybody to think that we are going to bring on one of our clients, and and that client is going to say podcasting is the solution for all of my marketing needs. David will tell you very quickly, that's just flat out not true. But you can make all of them work together. So Dave, that's what we're going to talk about today. And welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, Matt. Happy to be here. So how many podcasts are you in as of right now? So today, episode 35 was released. All right. All right. Um, I've got a few more recorded. As you know, we get a little bit ahead of it and then they get released every two weeks. And before we jump jump into integrated marketing, one of the things that I hear all the time is, what am I going to talk about on the show? And I remember when you and I first met, I gave you some homework. I was like, dude, I want you to come up with a couple of podcast topics. Do you remember how many you came back to me with? I don't know the original number, but I know what I have now. <laughs> and it's never ending, right? Like I've got a spreadsheet with, I'll just tell everybody, it's, it's I have over 700 ideas that we could record right now, which I would have never thought was possible, by the way. So as a listener at the beginning of this, I would say, where do these guys get all this material or these these advisors get all this material to talk about? What am, what am I going to talk about? It was my biggest stress. Mm-hmm. Now my stress is, which one am I going to do next? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know. Uh, and it's hard to choose. So it, it was probably a lot, man. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> it was a ridiculous number, if I remember okay. correctly. And and I just, re- you had the cheesiest smile on your face uh, because, you know, you were like, that was way easier than I'd expected. And now you have this list in. So let's use, let's talk about that list and how you use that in some of your other marketing things. So let's talk about what you do overarching marketing. So uh, what are some of the other marketing medias or techniques that you use right now? That's, that's a great question. I think the easiest way to describe it would be to start with our service calendar. So we've developed and modified and refined our process and our service calendar. And it's evolved over the years. I started as an advisor in 2003. So I've been around for a little while. And where the stuff really came from was prospective client meetings and client meetings. And I ran thousands of meetings, right? So in a first meeting, with a client, and this is just an example, Matt, we pretty much ask the same things to folks after the small talk, right? And then it's usually something like, so what brings you in today? And then we let the client talk. Then we always say the same stuff. Have you worked with an advisor before? Most people will say yes, even if they've only bought a product from them. They think that they're think that they working with an advisor, even if they just have an IRA at the bank or something. And maybe not picking on our bank friends, I'm just saying that maybe they're not full advisors for those folks. Then I would say, what do you like that they did for you and what could they have done better? And most of the time we hear the same thing. 
I really don't know what I like, which is funny. I hope my clients don't say that. I don't, I don't really know what I like, but they're nice. <laughs> and the other is, and what could they have done better? I guess I really don't hear from them a lot or as often as I would like. So what we did was we made a service calendar that would alleviate that. So imagine as an advisor, I could then sometime during that meeting, now I know the pain point is they didn't hear from their advisor. I can slide a calendar across the table and say, here's how we talk to our clients. Here's how often they hear from us. Then to answer your question, we integrated technology and the marketing with it. So what I mean by that is that on that service calendar, we have a, a monthly layout and it'll say January. Our clients get a video on happy new year. Here are some tax law updates. Let us know if you need anything. They also get a letter from us saying hard copy letter. Some of our folks still like that. That say this is these are the months that we're going to reach out to this year to proactively schedule our review meetings. So our clients know right away with that letter when we're going to reach out. Separately, they're getting a video, and we have the videos already laid out for the year. And I've done so many iterations of this. I know exactly which month which video goes in. If any listeners want to get a hold of that, man, I'm happy to send that along. Um, Thanks, man. But then they also at the top of that service calendar it says you are going to get a link to our podcast. So we send a link every two weeks to our most recent podcast to all of our clients and prospective clients in our list. So the service calendar alone, I mean, that is a tremendous amount of work if you think about it. Now you have to make the videos, get the videos approved, right? Or at least the script. We have to produce and do the podcast to send that out along with the service model. But what that really alleviates, and this is just one example, Matt, you know, I could do this for hours, uh, is the client saying, I didn't, I didn't hear from my advisor. Okay. Well, we've eliminated that problem by following this process. And then I've got 10 more of those that we've got lined up for our clients. One of the things that we have heard a lot about this sort of proactive communication and, and, you know, most advisors communication is reactive. It's actually historically focused instead of hey, this is what's going to happen down the road, which is one of the things that I think that your firm has done so fundamentally differently. Um, but it also, you know, the the client communication component of a podcast is actually part of your return on investment, right? The pro- You just said that the podcast and all of this, con- the, the communication goes out to prospects too. So they might not be ready to buy today, but that doesn't mean that they still don't want to hear from Dave and the whole six points team on, on what's going on and what they need to be paying attention to. And it's just a wonderful, warm way to drip. Hey, it's Matt just jumping in here real quick. Are you an advisor who's thinking about podcasting, but you're not sure how to start? Well, I have a free course called Podcasting 101 that shows you how. By the time you're done, you will know which equipment to buy, what to call your podcast, and you will have planned a year's worth of episode topics. To take this course, become a member of the Pod Rocket Academy for free at proudmouth.com forward slash episode 355. You also do some other, let's say, higher ticket marketing stuff. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So a quick step back, because I think this is important for folks. When we send those the January letter out. And I want to tell you how the podcast ties into that. And then it ties into the higher ticket marketing as well. You said integration, right? So I'm just running with the integration. This all yeah, ties together. Yeah, bring it on, brother. And it's it's one big marketing ecosystem, right? So when we do like we're in a quote surge month, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard of that. What we've done is we've narrowed down our book of business into 
March, I meet with 55 clients. In May and November, those are our top clients. I might, I meet with them two times per year. And then in August, I have a separate 55 clients. So that's four months out of the year that we're really going crazy with the meetings. That, that again, that in itself was a process by tiering and all of that stuff. That's when that letter goes out in January, it, that's when it is announcing when we are going to meet with those folks. Our staff sends out an email. So the email went out a couple days ago saying, here, click on this link to book your time with Dave in March. When they click on that link, it's through Calendly. We use Calendly. It will send them, if it's a, if it's a review meeting, it will send them an automatic confirmation, what to expect in the review. Here's this. Th so it's automatically sending them some stuff. So it's automated. If it's a new client and we're using the link to book like a first meeting, this is where the podcast has just been amazing is it will send them automatically an intro podcast. So if they book a meeting, here's an introduction to our firm and our pro and a separate one on our process. So they know before they even come in, they've heard two podcasts from us. 24 hours before the meeting, a confirmation goes out and it's here are the questions you should be asking an advisor in a first meeting. And here's what to expect in our first meeting along with an agenda. So this is all done through Calendly. <laughs> they basically listen to four podcasts before they've even come in. And I'm telling you guys, for the listener, like that alone, when you talk about ROI is beyond worth it because I've had so many people come in saying, Dave, I and you guys say this all the time, Matt, I already know you guys, I'm ready to go. I did not believe that would happen. It actually does happen. It, and it's happened a number of times. Um, going back to your prospect thing, when we sent our, our podcast to our prospect list or the videos to our prospect list, by the way, I can see when they open it. You can link it to se separate yeah. email systems. So if there's any, any of those folks listening out there, I can see when you're opening our videos and podcasts, by the way. So if you're doing it like two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, I don't know what you guys are doing. You must be bored, uh, but I'm glad you're listening to financial planning at two o'clock on a Saturday morning. Um, but I can see that. So if I see the same prospect is opening the same thing over and over again, guess what we do? Hey, Matt, just wanted to touch base with you. Hope you had a good weekend. And I almost always get the, Dave, I was just thinking about you. I can't believe you just emailed me. So it is an easy way to get some marketing out there. And individually, you can see who's opening again. And that, that's, that's an awesome process in itself. Higher ticket stuff might be something like our um, Wee's Idea Decanter videos. And that is part of our video marketing that we do. So they might get an Idea Decanter video. So some of our video in the service model might be a pre-produced, I would say it, it's highly edited, produced. It's got the music. Yeah. It's got the script at the bottom. It looks really good. Some of our other stuff is just me using bomb bomb. And it might be me on the mm -hmm. computer, just like, just like what you're looking at right now, Matt. Um, and it's me for under one minute talking about Roth conversions or it's life insurance awareness month. Let's make sure your beneficiaries are up to date. Um, my favorite video that we do, Matt, I think you'll appreciate this. This is for the listeners out there is the beneficiary video. I believe it's in June and what it is, it's a video that like, if Matt were my client and I have not met Matt's kids yet, Hey Matt, I want you to forward this video to your, your children. They're the beneficiaries on your accounts. And all I would say is something like this. If you're getting this video, it is because you are the beneficiary in an account that we manage. I wanted to put a face with the name for two reasons. If anything ever happens to the person 
that you are getting the money from, let us know. Now you have my contact information. And number two, if you need help with your own stuff, we're here for you. Shoot me an email back and I'll, I'll add you to our list to send out our podcast too and our videos. And we've gathered a ton of, I mean, our list has grown tremendously and exponentially from doing that kind of thing. But the beneficiary videos are amazing. And I don't think many advisors are doing. I don't know if I've ever heard that. I, I absolutely love that. And especially in, for those of you who don't know what bomb bomb is, there's also another one called loom. Uh, so basically what happens is it embeds the video into an email so that they can click on it and then you get the tracking on the back end. but it's super fast to personalize that. So you can say, Hey, I'm Matt's advisor, right? You are, you know, John and Judy's kids, right? And then all of the sudden, I mean, first of all, nobody does that, right? Uh, and, and that doesn't really take a lot of time. And easy, even from a compliance standpoint, you get the rest of the script pre-approved. But you use Idea Decanter, and I want to touch on that very quickly because they're really good friends of ours here. We referred you and many, many other people to them. If you're looking for really high-quality video that is like uber professional, they really are the solution for financial advisors in our opinion. Now, but it doesn't just stop there because you do even more stuff. You're like a marketing freaking machine, dude. So what else do you do to raise awareness for your firm? Well, I'll tell you, I steal all my ideas from Kirk Lowe. <laughs> I am just much more exciting I'm, I'm than he is. I'm more Kirk excited than Kirk, right? I get more fired up than he does. At least I show it, right? So <laughs> Kirk's the man. Uh, in, in all seriousness, man, I have to give Kirk credit. Like when I listened to your first podcast, not, I don't know if you want your listeners going back to all your beginning podcasts. You, you were good at it. Kirk makes fun of himself, right? But I thought they were the best. Uh, he just these little things and you pick it up along the way from different podcasts that I listen to, different marketing podcasts, different even outside of our industry. I listen to a lot. So I try to pick up what I can from different industries, different podcasts, but I did take a lot from Kirk. Another thing that we've done is we've written white papers. So if you have a niche market, um, ours, my, my niche market would be Rochester Regional Health. There's 15,000 employees in Rochester, New York that work at a large healthcare organization. We wrote a, a white paper, the four mistakes that we see healthcare employees make, and we send it out to all those folks. We've connected with them on LinkedIn, Facebook. That's what you guys have helped us do, Matt. Um, what is it, like 100 connections a week get added? So like I'm up to like 9,000 people. When I started with you guys, I had like three. But now when you put out this white paper or these, and that's just one example, um, a white paper, or you could get into writing books, which we'll talk about in a second. But that white paper thing goes out and people are clicking on it. It takes them to your website. And then I'm getting inquiries, incoming inquiries, which, listen, I say this to a lot of people because it gets overwhelming. All of the stuff I just talked about is taking, taken, it's a couple of years of hard work to set up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I meet with a number of advisors that are like, Dave, where do I even begin? Like, this is ridiculous. It's overwhelming. It, it is. And I'll tell you what, two years ago, I knew nothing about any of this. So like, it didn't, it's not like I was a marketing guy in 2003. I was knocking on doors at school districts, slinging 403B products. So <laughs> now, now it's different and you learn and you get better and it's just another iteration and another thing. Um, I think my next thing, Matt, would be to do, to do a book. You, you write a book and again, you could either niche the book, right? Like if you wrote a, a legit book for a niche market and even made it audible, I think that could take off. In addition to maybe an overarching book, like our firm is called Six Point Financial Partners. It's the six points of financial planning. 
right? So I could do one on that. And then, then you can get into the niches. So also we, we do some seminar stuff. So if we do seminars, imagine showing up at a seminar. And th- here's something I don't think people are doing. If you show up at a seminar and in front of the people that are attending the seminar is a copy of your book. Here's a list of our podcasts on the topic that we are about to discuss that you can listen to on your own time. And also here's a copy of uh, a white paper that we wrote on, let's just say, estate planning, on estate planning. So you've got a book on estate planning. You've got two podcasts on estate planning. I've done several. You've got your white paper on estate planning. Here's how you find us on social media. Here's how you book an appointment with us if you'd like to afterward. No pressure. I'm the worst sales guy ever now, Matt. So like I used I used to be awesome. Right? <laughs> um, I've become a bad sales guy, uh, meaning not good at it or not pushy or aggressive in any way. And I think that's a good thing. But uh, the marketing speaks for itself. People show up. If you do those things, and the listeners know this, they're probably saying, holy cow, this is like, I don't, I don't know where to begin again. But you do those things, it's like who... They're, they're either going to work with you or not. They're going to self-select, which is amazing because then you're getting people showing up that want to work with you. I, the self-select is such a huge thing. In fact, I was just out at dinner with a, a friend of mine last night who's a coach in our industry, and he was talking about how um, how powerful it is for people to consume his content and then they make the decision that he's the right coach and consultant and in his sales process is basically like what our sales process here and yours, which is they come in and they're like, Hey, I already know you. I feel like I know you. I'm right. I understand what makes you different than the advisor down the street. I'm kind of ready to go. I just have a few questions, right? Then you don't have to do all of that yucky sales stuff that makes all of us feel gross. Um, But I want to talk about the seminar thing real quick because that's real integrated marketing. And, and I'm going to take it one step further because when those people come in and they don't set an appointment with you specifically, you're still dripping on them with all of this stuff throughout. And let's let's go back to square one here because you just said something, you said it three times now, which is, you know, and the people listening to this might not know where to start. Since you are now a marketing pro, and I know that there are a lot of advisors who are trying to join your organization because of your marketing prowess, where would you tell them to begin? What would be step one that would make all of the rest of this stuff go more smoothly and not so overwhelming? So we had a great question, Matt. This is a very, very recent example. Like yesterday, we had a, literally, uh, I'll, call, I'll call them a more experienced advisor, if you know what I mean. And it's some of those folks that have collected over the years, two, three, four, 500 insurance policies, products, whatever it is. And this gentleman came to me and said, hey, where would you start? In an example like that, it's almost not even the marketing. It's like, let's get these folks tiered in a system. Number one, let's get them tiered. Everybody knows that. Everyone should have their book tiered. I would start there. Then you can build a service model, right? And they, I'm telling you, Matt, any of, any of the listeners can steal our calendar if they want to. And it's just then it's just execution. Because who wouldn't love to send a video to in April about maxing out the IRA or just even a clip or even an email, a a mass email. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a video, Uh, which by the way, again, for the listeners, I thought I would be the worst podcaster that's ever lived and the worst guy on video that's ever lived. You must hear that all the time, Matt. And it's taken we like 45 episodes and probably 150 videos for me to even feel I'm still not comfortable at all. (laughs) <laughs> um, people that watch might not, might say, oh, I don't believe that, but I'm telling you, it's true. It's never comfortable. 
So I would start going back to your question, start by tiering, building the service calendar, and then integrating any videos, mass emails that you can, and then the podcast. The podcast is, I mean, there are so many things you can do with the podcast, man. Integrated marketing, going back to that, we didn't even get into the guests. What about guests that you have? I mean, I could talk about this all day. The get, First of all, the guests have expertise. And I tell all of our guests that come on, I want to accomplish two things. Number one, I want to educate the audience. By far, number one. Number two, I want to make you look good. And it's in that order. <laughs> educate first. I want to make you look good. Our guests love it. But it took probably 15 to 20 episodes to get some credibility and some traction. And then what happens is if you're podcasting, people start reaching out to you. Hey, can I come on your podcast? Especially in a, a niche market like called Dear Rochester Retire Well. Then all the people in Rochester are trying to get on your podcast, right? But what happens is, and if you've been listening to Matt and Kirk's podcast from the beginning like I have, I, I totally took this to heart, Matt. Like once we record the episode, we send the link to our guest with a checklist. And the checklist says, send this to your client base and your prospect list. Send it to 10 friends, send it to 10 family members. If the guest is married, I say, tell your spouse to do the same thing and have them post it on their social media. And then it just spreads. Like that's for me having a guest. They're asking me to come on the podcast. And then they are doing all of and some of them might be listening to this, they're doing all the work for us and it spreads our name and our podcast. And then the folks can go back and listen to all the other things that we've done. And why wouldn't they do that, Dave? I mean, it's like a 30 minute commercial about how awesome they are as an expert in their field, right? That's the sort of stuff yeah. that just absolutely blows me away. But the fact that you have and you've made it easy for them, right? That's the important part. Look, just follow the steps, right? We're, we're going to do, you know, in, in, you know, here, here are a couple of examples of, of how you can even communicate the episode. I mean, uh, those sort of anything that you can do to make that easier, they're very, very busy. Most of the experts that you're going to bring on your show are probably terrible marketers anyway, state planning attorneys, CPAs, divorce attorneys, right? They're not generally known as being amazing. And it's interesting that you're getting more and more people who want to be on your show, because that also gives you the opportunity for the principle of scarcity. Hey, look, I don't really have a lot of room right now. I have a lot of people who are interested in being on the show. Tell me what you're going to talk about and in what sort of you what what you're going to bring to my audience. That sort of stuff is a really powerful way to continue to elevate your credibility. And I want to talk about credibility as we wrap up here, because you did something that is generally um, a really bad business move. So your podcast is called Dear Rochester Retire Well. You focus on the Rochester health system, but you are no longer in Rochester. So how have you been able to still maintain the brand consistency, the, the, the continuity of your content by moving a thousand miles away and how has that helped you with your relocation that's a great question man first of all i have a team that is in rochester so when you have eight advisors that live in rochester and staff that helps <laughs> um what you do find is when you're on, when you're doing the podcast the folks that are listening if it's just you all of the time so i've tried to actually bring in our team more and more if you go to back to the more recent episodes actually there's one that was released today that had three of our CFPs on, each of them talking about two mistakes that they frequently see. Um, but then that gives them more credibility. So then the folks that are listening, I can say, hey, you, you might have heard Alex on this pod or you might on this podcast, you might have heard John or you might have heard Joe. 
that's who I think you might be a good fit with. So what happens, Matt, is I've almost scaled it to the point where if someone's reaching out to me, I will run an introductory meeting most of the time, right? So I'll run the introductory meeting. Part of my job is to say then, which who's the best advisor for you? And, and each of our guys or advisors might have different niche markets themselves. So like if somebody reaches out from RG&E, Rochester Gas and Electric, or um, like I said, Rochester Regional Healthcare, or uh, where's Marshall going? Hey, Rochester City School District. So it's all Rochester stuff. So it's called Dear Rochester Retire Well. I haven't totally niched down into the health system myself, although I've, I've personally done a lot of that. So the other thing I've done, Matt, is technology has forced us to be able to do things like this. Like, it's not a big deal. Um, what I did was, if, <laughs> I'm not trying to sell advisors on moving anywhere, but I made a calendar of 2022 before we moved, and I highlighted all of the weeks I was going to be back in Rochester. And for any client that was nervous at all, which were there were none, by the way, well, maybe one, maybe one guy. There's always one guy, right? <laughs> one guy. And I said, hey, I can meet with you every single week that I have highlighted on here if you want to meet me in person, which, by the way, is seven times more than we've normally ever met in our relationship. So if you want to do that, I will. Uh, by the way, he's he's um, taken me up on that offer since I've moved. So <laughs> and I have seen him that many times. Uh, but that's cool. You know, what? if that's what it takes for that client to be comfortable, I have no problem with it. So I once a once a quarter. I've been back to Rochester for a week. Our clients that are concerned about it in any way, that's how. I also get to see the team. But I mean, you know this, the technology, availability, Zoom, FaceTime, Teams, all of the stuff, it has not been a big deal at all. And the truth is, if it were a big deal, we could move back. No big deal. With the real estate market in Florida, I could probably make some money on it right now too. So, <laughs> right now, right. absolutely, dude. So, so when you're doing stuff down in Florida, has the podcast or the content that you've created, the marketing calendar, how, how has that helped you with your new prospecting down there? When I moved here, the what I did initially was I sent out five emails to five attorneys, five accountants, five insurance folks, five mortgage brokers. And I just want, said I wanted to introduce myself. I'm new to the area, whatever. Let me tell you guys. If you have a podcast anywhere, people think you're famous, especially like no, no one knows. I, I say I'm from Rochester, New York. People think it's New York City. It's not even close. It's six hour. It's a six hour drive. It's on the other end of the state, whatever. But they, they all assume you're from New York City. So when you Rochester, New York, it's almost like this mystique. And this guy has a podcast and he's like legit. And I've listened to it and I sent him, you send it out. And um, it is instant going back to your credibility, instant credibility. No doubt about it. People think you're famous. It is the best. <laughs> um, but then it ties into the other things. It gets the meeting. And I even say when I was reaching out in this initial email, and I, we don't have to do this anymore, man. I did all this stuff 20 years ago, but now it's like, hey, check out this podcast. It's an intro to me. These people are like, you want you actually want to meet with me? This is crazy. Just from just from having a podcast. So and that, by the way, was the initial reason that I wanted the podcast. wasn't for going out and prospecting. It wasn't for going out and getting the business. People, my wife included, Matt, asked me all the time, what's the ROI on the podcast? I have no freaking clue. I can tell you how many clients have reached out or prospective clients have reached out directly. That can be tracked because I can say, hey, you reached out because of the podcast. What you can't track is how many people are listening to it that are like staying with us because of the podcast or it's part of our communication model or 
I forwarded this to my friend. You should check it out. Or I, I had a lady the other day. It was her birthday party at a restaurant. Awesome lady. Um, she had her friends around. I called her. I wished her happy birthday. She said, I'm, I'm showing my friends your podcast right now. I'm like, Linda, I didn't even know you knew what a podcast was, but <laughs> but she was listening to it. Thanks, so Linda. she's telling her friends about it. And, and these people are like, is, is he taking clients type of thing? So um, what I will say about the marketing, going back to that, and I know we need to wrap up, is two or three years ago, whenever this started, and I, and I knew nothing about it, we have more, and this is not market related, especially as it stands today, but we have more than doubled in terms of asset center management, revenue, all of the key important factors, and including helping folks, which is the number one factor, but it's, it's more than doubled from doing this. So when somebody says, what's the ROI? How do you tie that in? Matt, I know I'm preaching to the choir. I, I have no idea what the ROI is. I can tell you as a direct result of the podcast, it took a while to get some momentum, by the way. So I can get into details on that if you want to, maybe for a different time. But it took 20 episodes for me to get a full incoming, I want to meet with you. And then it compounded. Yeah. It was one, then it was five, then it was 15, then it was 20. Mm -hmm. Just take those numbers and add it up as a new client acquisition. That's more than, I can't handle all that myself, right? Um, <laughs> but that represents probably 10 to $15 million of new asset center management. And we're an advisory firm. That's how we charge. We could charge fees or subscription model as well, depending on the advisor. But that way more than pays for the podcast in itself for all of time. <laughs> so, all of time. Says, well, yeah, thanks for saying yeah. me all the time. I, I had an advisor who said to me, well, okay, well, so Matt, you know, I'm, I'm going to make, you know, uh, $30,000 this year. But what about next year? I was like, wait a second. Aren't you a fee-based business? He's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So that one client, right, or in situations, you know, one to five clients is going to pay for your podcast forever. Um, yeah. All right. My last question for you is this. How do you stay so reinvigorated? You know, some some people, you know, will they stay with us for a year, two years, three years, and then they kind of just kind of poop out. How have you not pooped out? Because you've been with us for two years now. Uh, so so how have you maintained the level of passion and excitement about getting behind the microphone, but also all of the other marketing that you're doing? Oh, man, that's a good question. So I would say a few things. Number one is whenever I choose to do something, I want to be the best at it or the best that I can be. I know that I'm probably never going to be the best podcaster that's ever lived. It's actually probably a fact, but I can be the best version of myself, right? So yeah. I strive for continuous improvement, number one, always getting better. At this point, there are so many people that are listening and counting on that podcast coming out. I feel like I can't let them down. I can't just stop now. Um, also, part of the reason I had so many topics up front was... I, until I get through my list of 700, man, I don't think I'm going to stop. So, and, and that keeps growing, right? Since we've started this, I'm going to go back and listen to it. I bet you I can come up with 15 more episodes that you and I just talked about, right? Um, just to add on to my list. I'm always reinvigorated from that. Um, I love the, the, the things as an advisor, especially the way that I came in, was just collect more leads, get more leads. And some of the advisors can appreciate that. Like when one just comes out of left field, out of nowhere, because you've done a podcast eight months ago on Medicare, it's like, that is the coolest thing to me. And I never thought that was possible. My only regret with it is that I didn't start doing it in like 2010 before everybody else did. And I wish I started sooner. Um, last thing with that, because I have friends that are at firms that will certainly, 
I, you hate to say this, they just won't allow the podcast. It is part of the reason I started my own firm was legitimately just the podcasting. I mean, it's, it's part of the reason, it's not the only reason, but there is like to do the marketing and the podcasting the things that I wanted to do and move forward into the 2020s. Like I knew that I wanted to do this stuff. So for my friends, I can say this, if you're at a firm that doesn't allow it, I would highly consider looking at firms that do allow it because you're going to be left in the dust. We're going to have 400 episodes in the can before you can even start. Last thing, Matt, is uh, for re being reinvigorated. One of the reasons I started this and I named it Dear Rochester Retire Well, and people appreciate this. I didn't want anyone else to do it first. I didn't want anyone to beat me. I'm competitive. If some other guy down the street or girl down the street came out with Dear Rochester Retire Well before I did, I would have been really, really mad that I didn't just pull the trigger and do it. I didn't want anybody to beat me to it. So between the beating me to it, the content, the marketing, all that stuff, that, that's that's what keeps me fired up. And I could talk all day, as you know. If anybody wants to find out anything about your content calendar or or maybe even, you know, kind of joining forces with you, what, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, link, LinkedIn, all over LinkedIn, email, uh, dpulsini at sixpointfp.com. Just go on our website, sixpointfp.com. And again, we're going to make sure that we have those links in the show notes. D Dave, it's always a pleasure, dude. I love you, dude. I'm so proud of everything that you've done. You're growing a juggernaut of a firm. You're absolutely killing it. Uh, we love having you as a client. I'd love to have 50 more of you. So just thanks for spending some time with us today, man. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. I have a lot of fun. I'll do this all day. All right, everybody. If you have not subscribed yet to our Pod Rocket Academy, it is free. And if you want to learn how you can do some of this yourself, please go to the Pod Rocket Academy. Or if you go to proudmouth.com forward slash academy, uh, take a look at that to see what you can do to find out how you can have truly integrated marketing for your firm. So for Dave and all of us here at Proudmouth, this is Matt Hallern, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.